C3 Wellington AMA. Ask me anything, a brand new podcast channel. My name is Ray Heron. With me, Pastor Steve Hinton. Thank you very much for joining me. Good to, good to be here, Ray. Great to be on this new podcast. AMA, I thought it was going to be motocross when you first told me. I'm sure that's AMA, some reference <laughs> to motorbike, to motorcycling, to motorcycling. Not quite. Uh, ask me anything. Basically, through through my short time calling C3 Wellington home, I've heard a lot of terminology that I don't really understand, uh, and I want to ask the simple questions, the dumb questions, and find out again a bit of an understanding as to what some of these terms and, and and theories and thoughts behind the church or in the church mean. Yeah, great. You know, you know, look, uh, and I really appreciate this, and this is plays right into sort of my heartbeat because, I mean, growing up, I was the white kid. I drove my parents crazy asking those why questions, but you know I think that why is such a powerful question. If not, you know the, one of the most important things you could be asking is why. Why speaks to motivation. Uh, why are we sitting here at my dining table tonight? It's a great question uh, because you know this matters to me. Uh, I think language and helping people understand when we say we're, you know we're Christians, when we say we're following Jesus, what does that entail? What does that mean? And when we're using language around you know around church and around church life. I mean, it's so easy to slip into what I like to call Christianese, language, that sort of insider language. And uh, so I really appreciate, uh, you know, having people on a journey of faith uh, that are not indoctrinated into all of that and then kind of looking and going, what do you mean by that? And so, hey, if this podcast can help somebody, you know, if it explains that or helps shed a bit of light on that, then I'm all up for it. So that's my motivation. If it can help somebody, let's, let's do it. I've got a pretty tough question that I want to get into very shortly, but the first thing I want to ask, and the I'm going to throw- The meaning of life? Is it the meaning of life or? What is the meaning of life? <laughs> okay. No, 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 no. It's like 23 or something? Some number. Uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, some I'm, number. I'm picking through this um, through this series. There's going to be a lot of movie references. <laughs> you know it. Uh, we seem to be both uh, talk a very similar language when it comes to that. No. Money in Mo- the church. Oh, money, Ray. You're going there. I'm just going to dive straight into that tough question. Money. It appears on the surface yep. that the church just wants your money. Great. Yeah. And that's brilliant. Let's, let's go straight there. And, I, and I, I love that we're just going to dive into this one. Yeah. So, look, there are three main reasons why uh, it's been documented that people don't attend church or don't want to be a part of a church community. Number one, it's boring. It's boring. It's sit, sit down, stand up, sing some hymns, have some old guy, you know, speaking these thighs and thous. Boring. Don't want a part of it. Second would be there. It's irrelevant. What in this modern day and age do I need to do that? It doesn't have no context to me. I'm fine. I'm, you know, cutting my own track and going after life. I don't need this church thing. Uh, just it's completely irrelevant to me. And the third reason why a lot of people don't want to attend church is that church or the church community just want your money. And so this is a really great question, a big question, but a great question to start with. So I've heard the term tithing thrown around. Mm -hmm. Can you explain that? Yeah, great. Uh, So tithing uh, simply means by definition a tenth. A tenth. Uh, it's a Hebrew word, uh, and uh, if I let me, I guess, just carry on that thought. So a tenth, and so uh, it's it was used in uh, describing God's command to His people to bring a tenth, or not just a tenth, but the first tenth of all their increase 
into the storehouse or into the place of gathering or into the place where at the time the priests would then divvy out to the community. But uh, we now translate that as to bring a tenth or the first tenth into your church, into your church community for the building of the church and for the extension of the mission of the church. A tithing means a tenth. Right, let's crank out that question that is going to come up so many more times over the next <laughs> wee while. All right then, why? Why? Okay, so great. So the first number, number one reason why straight out of the gate is obedience. Okay, so God is after obedience. Uh, another word of saying it is consecration or a step towards holiness. God's saying, hey, am I first in your life? Am I first? And so God's looking for obedience. In fact, uh, all throughout the Bible, 10 can represent testing and has represented testing. A lot of numbers seem to represent things throughout the Bible. And so uh, some people might be familiar with uh, Moses and uh, going to Pharaoh and God sent 10 plagues to test Pharaoh. Now this is, this is we're talking about the, the locusts and the, the locusts and the flies and the river of blood and the, all the crazy things that went on back then. There, was, there were 10 and it said that God was testing Pharaoh. Then the uh, Israelites went free from Egypt. They wandered the desert for a, a wee bit. And then Moses went up onto Mount Sinai and gave, God gave Moses 10 commandments. The commandments there were to test the Israelites' obedience. So 10 rep has been represent testing uh, all throughout scripture. And I love that in, uh, in the New Testament, Jesus has these 10 lepers. He comes across these 10 lepers, all struggling with leprosy. Uh, and that would create us to be outcast from society. And Jesus heals all 10 of these lepers and they go back to the priest to say, hey, look, I'm cleansed and I've been, I've been made clean. They need that to be, they need the, the high priest's approval to come back into community. And it says that one came back to thank Jesus. And I don't say that's a direct representation uh, or, or that the, the main message of that is tithing, but I love that that is an indirect message of tithing, that you receive 10 and one comes back to say, Thank you. Uh, so obedience and putting God first. And so, you know, that would be the, 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 the first thing for us is to say that in giving, and I, can I just say this, Ray, that every person desires to be generous. I mean, if I could ask you a question, do you want to be a generous person? Of course. We all want to be generous, right? And so, and, and we serve, a, 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 I follow a generous God. I mean, the very concept of the gospel is that that God gave his son for us so that we might have freedom from all sorts of things and then eternal life. And so God is such a giving God, he would give up his own son for us. So you're never more like Jesus than when you're giving. And so um, first thing is obedience. And and uh, and the second thing is it just, it just frees us up from finance or money being our provider, our Achilles heel, our thing that holds over us this kind of sense of power. There can be a fear that creeps into our lives if we do or don't have finance. And what God's saying is, hey, obey me. I want to be your provider. Trust in me. I'm over all things. There's a scripture in the New Testament said, all good things come down from the Father of lights, from God above. All good things, all things good are from God. That God says, it says in, 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 in Matthew, uh, Jesus says, seek first the kingdom of God and I'll add all these things to your life. He's, he's actually talking about don't be anxious for 
provision, don't be anxious for clothing, don't be anxious for food. Trust me, I'll provide this, but you seek first the kingdom of God. There's something that in being generous and in giving, you're freeing yourself up from this pattern and this trap of the world that money can master us, that finance can master us. And so there's a freedom in giving, there's a freedom uh, in this. And so that's so God's loving uh, charge to us is, hey, trust me. And give and, and give first. God's a God of firstness. You see, it takes faith, it takes trust to do the give first, right? God doesn't want the you know the leftovers. You know, in my relationship with my with Bex, she doesn't want the leftovers of my life. If I've got enough time, I'll give you some. And God's the same. He doesn't know if you've got enough money at the end, then you can, then I'll take some. Now God, God wants to be first. He wants to be first in our in our world in our lives. And, uh, and there's some way, there's just something about this pattern of bringing the first 10%, the first tenth, it's a tithe, there's a tenth, the first tenth that sets a pattern in our lives of saying, God, you're first. God, I'm gonna, I, 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 I want to honor you for all that you've given me. I'm gonna be obedient. Uh, and in that process, it sets us up into a generous lifestyle. And in that, we trust that if we are tithing, that God will provide. This is great because that is trust, because faith, trust, uh, faith is, is trust in action, right? So, so, so if we've got car payments to meet or rent payments to meet or food to put on the table. Yeah, that's right. So God's saying, uh, before anything else, put me first and see that I don't look after you. And I can just speak from my own life that that has been the case. But, there's, but scripturally, again, it says in Malachi, it says in Malachi verse 3, it says that if, you know, because this is talking straight to the tithe, it says that bring the full tithe. And I think this is really important that people understand that, uh, that if I could just quickly talk a little bit of, 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 of the, the, the patterns or theology or the, 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 the line of tithing. A lot of people would argue that tithing is an Old, Old Testament, it's under the law or whatnot, and we're in the New Testament under grace and under the new covenant that Jesus has you know, brought in. Uh, and so therefore, hey, look, we don't, that's Old Testament or, or under the law. And I would just say that, look, tithing existed before the law. I'd say that tithing made it, because the question is what made it to the cross? What started from the cross, but what made it through the cross? And I believe because this is just something that God set into, into, into woven into the fabric of who we are so that we might live in the right relationship with God. Uh, this is something that happened outside of the law. Uh, you can see that when, uh, you can see that when uh, Abraham gave a, a, his tithe to Melchizedek before the law was even written, before Moses and the law was even written. And also, in the, in the very start, we're talking, we're going back to Genesis. You can see... Uh, Which, of course, is the first book the of first the Bible. The first book of the Bible, right? You can see the... Uh, so Adam and Eve, they had two sons, Cain and Abel. It says that, that Cain, uh, that Abel brought of the firstborn of his flock and gave an offering to God, of the firstborn. And it says that Cain, in the process of time, also brought an offering of the grains, because see, Cain was a, a, let's call him a gardener or a farmer or a worker of the land, and Abel was a tender of the flocks. Now, it's not that God's, you know, a meat eater and doesn't like the vegetables or, you know, but it was, it was so it wasn't about what they brought, it was about how they brought it. See, Abel brought it first, to give first, to say, I trust, 
To give first to say, I'm putting you first, it's a trust, it's a faith step. Cain, in the process of time, brought his offering and God says, I, I have no regard for your offering, you know? And so, so tithing is, or, or this, this, this process of giving first to God has, has been all the way through, uh, throughout the, the, the story of, of creation, throughout, throughout the lineage of history. As, as, as Christian, as we see as Christian, as Christianity in the Bible, and has made it through the cross because Jesus approaches the Pharisees and says to them, He says, "You tithe on your spice rack, like down to your cumin and your mint and your dill and your paprika, basically paraphrasing. But you tithe on all of that. Yet you 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 reject or you overlook the weightier matters like mercy and grace, you know." Uh, and he goes, Jesus goes on to say, these you should have done without, with, as well as the latter. In other words, he's saying you should be tithing. Yes, you should be tithing, but you should also be m being gracious and loving and generous and kind with your words and all these other more weightier moment, things that we, you know, so what you don't want is a, a, a self-righteous person that thinks they have ticked a box. Oh, look, I gave, so therefore I am, you know, I am this most hot, hot, important person, and then they move with no grace and no love and no compassion, uh, and they think because they've ticked a box, they're accepted or they've, you know, they've bought their way into something. You're not buying your way into anything. And I think that's a critical on, uh, thing we need to we need to say is that, well, I think I need to clarify is that God's not after your money so that you are accepted by Him. Okay, He's not after your money to be accepted. There's nothing you can do to be accepted by God. Well, let me say that again. There's nothing you do that causes your acceptance. So in other words, it's we're not Christians because we tick a box. You're not loved more because you gave more. Correct. So so giving is not to appease God. Tithing is not to uh, is to somehow appease this God who just you know needs this from you, needs that from you. God's so loving that He understands the. The grab and the hole that money, it says the, Jesus says that you can't serve two gods, you'll either love one and hate the other. And, it's, and he says you cannot serve both God and money because they both have mastery. Why? Because they can both be your provider. One's going to be provider. The question is, what is it? And so God in His loving good grace towards us sets us up with some patterns in our world, encourages us into life bringing freedom patterns that will cause us to be generous, cause us to trust Him and, and, and free us up from the trap of money and finance and just to trust so that our hearts not pulled all over the place. Jesus Himself says that where you put your treasure, where you put your resource, where you put the, you know, uh, your finance, this is it's where, you, where your treasure is, your heart is also. So your heart is attached to your finance, to your wallet, you know. And so, so basically, if you are, if we follow this correctly, God's saying, you, you, you say you, you, you love me, but let me, let me see your bank account. Let me see what you really love. And one thing I love about, uh, and I've seen this in church, is those that uh, go on a journey of generosity. And because let's, let's be real, tithing is just one element of generosity with the overarching heart. Let's, we all want to be more generous, right? So tithing, we, we all want to be more generous. So tithing is just a point of, I would say it's the starting point. It's like the first step is get regularly giving, right? Uh, and, and as we, as we uh, t take those steps, it's amazing what happens following on from that. But here's what I would say, that is, and I've seen this in church life, as people start to go on this journey, their engagement level goes skyrocketing up. And the best way I could say it is that right now, I'll, I'll ask you a question, Ray. Uh, 
Did you check Apple's stock this morning to see what the Apple stock was doing? No, no, I didn't. So if I was to gift you $50,000 worth of Apple stock, would you be checking to see how that stock did tomorrow? Probably, yeah. And it's the same goes within uh, anything in life. When we invest, we start to, and when we start to invest into something, we start to care about it. And see, God's not after your money. What God's truly after is your heart. He's after your heart. And there's something about resource-like finance that if he can capture that, he can capture your heart. What he really wants is your heart. But what Jesus is saying is where your treasure is, your heart is. So God's saying, you know what, I want some, I, I, want, I, want, I want to have a test here. I want a litmus test. I want to know that your heart matches your words. So I want the first 10%. Do you love me? Do you trust me? Are you, are you, can, you, can, can, you, can you trust me that I'll provide for you? And as we're freed up to do that and make that step, oh man, what an incredible journey. You know, you know just speaking from my own and our own personal journey, it's been an incredible uh, eye-opening thing and freeing thing. You know, I, I believe this promise uh, in Malachi 3, bring the full tithe into the storehouse that there may be food in my house. God, Jesus, God's saying, I want food in my house uh, and therefore put me to the test. So, you know, you know, Ray, we talked about how a, t- a tenth can, me- means can be- mean a test, or ten can represent a test. Isn't this interesting that God flips the script on this test? And yes, tithing is a test of our heart, tithing is a test of our obedience, tithing is a test of our generosity, tithing is a test of our consecration, our walking and believing and trusting God. But God also says it's a way that we can test Him. You know, t- uh, Ray, there's no other place in, in the Bible, in the 66 books we call the Bible, where God says we can put Him to the test. Nowhere else but here in regards to tithing. He says, test me and see that I will not open the windows of heaven and pour down on you such a blessing that you'd have no more need. That's the promise of God for those that would put God first. I want to say this as well, and I know we need to wrap this up, but we don't give to get. C3 Church Wellington would never preach the message that you, if you give, you get. In fact, God's wanting to free your heart from selfishness free your heart so if your motivation in this whole podcast is, 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 is asking some questions why it's why we're here if your motivation the why you give is to get God wants to free you up from that selfish thinking that kind of that it's all about me kind of thinking and I would say that if we gave from that motivation God's not going to bless it because God that's unloving it's unloving to keep someone in that place the difference is this when we understand all that we've received in, in God through Jesus when we understand the, the good news of the gospel and what Jesus has done for us. It becomes an easy response for me to give. I don't give to get, I get to give. I get to give back. We call this worship. Worship is is giving back, honor, bestowing back, saying, you know what, you're worthy. I'm so thankful. It's 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 gratitude and it's thankfulness and it's giving the the, the right praise to that who deserves it. It's worship and you know, it's one way that we can say, you know what, I'm so thankful. I'm giving, I'm going to be obedient. Yes, but beyond obedience, I have a heart. See, I love that it talks about giving out of a joyful heart, not out, not under compulsion. I think this is key. God's not after uh, someone to be to give under compulsion, like you should give if you're a Christian. Oh, okay, I should give. I'm, I feel this manipulation or compulsion to give. God doesn't want to manipulate or compel anyone from that angle. He wants you to receive the heart of joy and generosity and freedom. I feel free, and I can tra- now, look. Does that mean that every that I walk through life without any trials and tests? And absolutely not. Can I tell you one more story? Bex and I, we were doing a vision builders for 
for for our church. Every um, every year we do our vision builders to uh, to go after some big um, items that we can we do as a church and gather together and give over and above into something. And Bex and I uh, wrote down what we felt we should give, and we did the whole. What did you get? What you know? I feel like we should give this. And Bex said, you know, and we we said this. We said, okay, one, two, three. We'll show each other. We wrote on a bit of paper. We showed each other. We got the same amount, which is awesome. So God spoke to us the same amount. So we, yes, we're doing this. So we pledged this amount, which is a big amount of money for us. That week, the alternator in our truck went and we had a thousand dollar car bill. I'm like, oh my gosh, we've just pledged this money. Now we have a thousand dollar car bill. We shifted house and we were $800 down on the switch of the bond. You know, the bond was greater and we were short the money and, you know, and we we're in this place of, uh oh. But it's been an amazing journey how God's prevailed through my work and through uh, we got our tax refund. All these things came about and we were able to make that all come together. And it just it just blows my mind how when I can just in those moments, I have this, you know what? God's got us. We'll be faithful to give and trust that God will provide. I don't have to self-actualize my own provision. Now, yes, do I have to work hard? Yes, do I have to be a good steward? Yes, do I have to be wise with what I do have? Yes. But I can lean in to believe that my God will provide my every need as He says in His Word. And my job is just to be obedient. His job is to provide. And so, and He's and He's been faithful through that. So, you know, that's that's the heart in a 20-minute summation of of tithing. Um, I'm actually impressed we made it to the 24-minute mark there, <laughs> uh, Steve. Hey, you've laid that out pretty pretty succinctly, and that makes pretty good sense. Um, so I kind of I understand where you're coming from on the tithing subject i mean obviously in this day and age you can't uh you can't operate without an income even the church needs some form of money to pay for the walton ash center and <laughs> well i think that's it and i think if uh, you know we could do that in another podcast but i could quickly sum- summarize that in, in, in one minute really look that would be the third reason why i'd encourage people to get in behind and give um we talked about it being invested um ultimately there is basically need of running costs i mean every every organization has running costs and I know, Ray, would you go to a restaurant and um, leave without paying the bill? Of course not. No, and we wouldn't do that. But it's, you'd be surprised how many people would come and enjoy whatever it is the church has to offer, the coffee and the music and the, the building and the venue and, 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 and leave and leave the, leave the bill, leave the tab to somebody else. You see, uh, it's a family. We're a family. We're a community. And if every person plays his part, it's amazing what we can do. Yeah, we have running costs, and I think every organisation does, but you know, we want to think beyond running costs. We want to think about how we can uh, help our community, how we can push in and make a difference um, in Lower Hutt, in Wellington, in these areas that God's blessed us to be a part of. And you know, we want to be a blessing to our city. You know, so there's a lot of initiatives that we'd love to tackle and, and, and run with. Uh, and you know, this is uh, uh, the obedience and the generosity of people uh, will allow that to happen as we come together and, 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 and do this together, every little bit makes a difference. And uh, that's, that would be my summation. And that's probably a pretty good time to jump in and say, if you were a listener would like to come and connect with C3 Wellington, one church in two locations, the two locations we meet, what, on a Sunday morning at Walton Nash? Yeah, we're in the hut, uh, 10.30 at Walton Nash Centre in Taita. And uh, an evening service as well? Yes, we have a city uh, location at Webb Street, 39 Webb Street, right in the heart of uh, the city. We meet at 5.30. And as well as this podcast, there is uh, as many messages as we can possibly get on the YouTube channel, uh, this podcast channel, uh, all over the internet. Connect with us and uh, we hope that you get something out of 
the media, the, the content that we are uploading. If you want to connect, you want to ask questions, jump on the website. The website is c3churchwellington.nz. That'd be awesome. And yeah, we'd love to, uh, you know, create a way that people can get their own questions in. Um, I'd love to know what the questions are that are floating around in people's minds and whatever we can do to help. Shed some light on that, that'd be fantastic. So many questions. Till next time, thank you very much, Pastor Steve Hinton. Uh, it's my pleasure, Ray. Thanks for, uh, thanks for doing this.